Welcome to Monstrology, episode 35. <laughs> uh, my name's Will. This is Madrin. We're your hosts Hello. for uh, episode 35 of Monstrology. Um, Madrin, I feel like you're a very important representative for today's episode in a way that yeah, I cannot I've... be. I have been told that I have to like hold down the representation here. Yeah. I, I hope I live up to expectations. That's right. Well, here's here's um the appropriate question is Madrin, do you have the luck of the Irish? Uh you know what? My family does tease me that I have a horseshoe up my ass. So uh-huh. yes. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I must. Do you- do you know where that comes from? Because I was looking up like there's a few different places where the luck of the Irish comes from, but uh, maybe uh, maybe you know I don't know like the idiom. Yeah, like where that phrase comes from. Because I was like, yeah, I've heard this all the time. I know that it applies to Irish people. Why do we say this? Uh, wow, do you have you're any right. guesses? It's never even occurred to me to question that. Um, is it because like other cultures have tried to eradicate them so many times? Uh, yes, that's one <laughs> oh, of the great. three. That's one of the three like things that I could come up with. Um, yeah, because it's kind of ironic that the country historically has been like destroyed and annihilated and somehow keeps bouncing back. Um, the second thing that I could find for the luck of the Irish is that um, during the silver and gold rush years in the second half of the 19th century. Um, a number of the famous and successful miners were of Irish and Irish American descent. And if uh, they struck gold, they would say that you have the luck of the Irish because they succeeded in the gold rush. Um, And the last, the third one, which I think is the most uh, appropriate for today is that um, many people across the globe believe it's um, uh, uh, an expression that refers to Ireland's uh, mythical mascot. And um, yeah, imagine <laughs> maybe maybe you know what uh, the mythical mascot might be. Um, but for our listeners who are sitting, uh, maybe you've got a nice um, cup of Baileys. Uh, maybe you're listening to this on St. Patrick's Day. We certainly line that up. So it's a possibility. Uh, today's monster is leprechauns. So leprechauns um, are known for uh, being green, I would say. Uh, I think they're known for wearing green. Well, fair Um, enough. Which is actually quite ironic because as I was doing my research for this, apparently that is actually a fairly modern thing. Yes. Yeah. I have um, certainly found some research that says that they were red. Like a lot of what they wore is red clothing and obviously that often would have a red beard, sometimes a white beard. Um, And there's kind of a leprechaun um, alternate why don't I just get into that now? Because I'll start with the thing that's leprechaun-like and then pivot to leprechauns because we brought it up. Um, but there's the Cluricon, 
which is a mythical creature that shares many characteristics with the leprechaun. Mm -hmm. They're always described as drunk and surly. Um, they're often seen riding animals at night and clearing out entire wine cellars. Most of um, what I read, basically, like there are lots of theories that the clericons are actually just leprechauns on a bender. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> like, because they're very similar in the way that they look. And then they have a whole bunch of associations. Like for whatever reason, both leprechauns and clericons are... Um, are known yeah. to be shoemakers or yeah. like they're they're obsessed with with repairing shoes and things like that but the big thing about the clericons is that they will empty out your wine cellar and mm -hmm. like <laughs> and that they are always drunk and doing slightly terrible things like i've got to hear that like, they're the the night form of leprechauns so i like yeah. to imagine that they're yeah. like the drunken batman of leprechauns yeah well, that's um, what i mean is like everything i read was like oh clericons are leprechauns on a bender yeah they're, <laughs> they're so tipsy that they become an entirely different species yeah um yeah so yeah they're they're either uh, a leprechaun or distinctly similar to a leprechaun a cousin of sorts perhaps uh, but of course what is a leprechaun? Um, <laughs> a leprechaun is, I, would, I sometimes like to dig into the origin of the word, is believed to be a variation of the Middle Irish for a word, luchurpan, which basically the lu is small and the, it comes from another word, corp, body. So it's small body, basically the, the origin of the word. The problem with Ireland is that there is a billion words uh, that are the origin, like maybe 30 that are all similar yes. to leprechaun and each specific region has their own word for leprechaun. So I won't say with conviction that the luchurpan is the only origin. Uh, I'm sure you can find many, um, but uh, generally the translation is, is little body or uh, little people um, into the word leprechaun. Um, yeah, they're, they're known for having money, a pot of gold. Um, but originally, their kind of whole jam was that they were cobblers, like that they were mm -hmm. shoe craftsmen. Um, they spent a lot of their time alone, and they pour all their energy into crafting shoes. And part of the reason that you can find a leprechaun, um, as opposed to if they're like terrorizing you, but if they're just out in the wild, is you can hear them um, tapping against the the shoe with their hammer or like working with steel because you that that's just them working and it's one of their giveaways of location is they can't help but fix shoes. Um, they're a distinct uh, mythical creature for us in the sense that they're always male. They are gendered. I haven't seen a single case of a female uh, leprechaun. Yeah, uh, although now you point that out. I realized that, yes, you're right. I have never heard of a female leprechaun, which no. then makes you wonder, perhaps we should ask our guests about this later. It then makes you wonder about their reproductive. Yes, yeah, this is a Smurf situation. Or... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, ew. Well, you brought it up. Maybe. Um, you they're... brought it up. Uh, oh, fine. You instigated it. Um, <laughs> okay. Well, I well, just started. They're digging. always male. I... But if we're getting into logistics, logistics of this, leprechauns are often... Um, or are uh, kind of rooted in in fairy history as well. They're a version of a fairy, so maybe you know maybe there's another side to that equation, another monster. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Irish myth, when you're thinking about leprechauns, essentially agrees 
to like a few different basic points. So I just want to hit these so that we don't miss them for the leprechaun. I think we've got kind of a general idea. Um, they're the size of children. They're generally quite small. They favor the color green when they don't wear red, as we've talked about sometimes as a variation. Um, they have red hair and specifically green eyes, which is the rarest combination in the world. So if you yourself have red hair and green eyes, perhaps you are a leprechaun and you didn't even know it. Oh, uh, dodge that bullet. I have blue yeah. eyes. Woo. Yeah, you're close, but not quite. Um, leprechauns can become invisible. Um, but if you happen to see one, you've got to catch him quick and make sure uh, he tells you his pot of gold is hidden. They all have one for whatever reason. They all do. And if you take your eye off the leprechaun for even a moment, he'll vanish and you'll almost certainly never find him again. Unless I suppose you can hear his tapping of the hammer working on some shoes, but that could just be some other leprechaun. Um, the leprechaun is tricky and will do his very best to like avoid you, um, but you can also find him at the end of the rainbow as that is where they will be and where their pot of gold will be. Um, and lastly, uh, Leprechauns aren't necessarily malicious, although some of their appearances in pop culture are, um, but they don't especially like being bullied or picked on either. Um, so if you are fortunate enough to get a wish from a leprechaun, which is something that does happen sometimes, you want to make sure that you treat that leprechaun with respect. Otherwise, you might get one of those kind of backhanded wishes where it's interpreted in a certain way uh, mm -hmm. that is not beneficial to you. Um, kind of so, like a monkey's paw situation. Yeah, it's got to be careful what you wish for, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I feel like that gives us certainly a good sense of the the leprechaun. They, just in terms of their clothing, I guess, they often have a green hat um, with a buckle or a shamrock on it. Um, it's funny that they are very silly looking, really. Like sometimes they have stripy, I don't know, socks. So we're and, like, yeah, those very, like the knee high and, socks with yeah, these and, and short shorts and stuff, but yeah. they're extremely powerful. Like for something that is kind of whimsical, they are also very strong. Um, so don't piss off a leprechaun. Don't just, mess with them. It's yeah. not smart. Um, yeah, but it's, and it's interesting how, like when I think of a leprechaun, I think of that very, tall cap with a buckle on it and he's wearing a red or a, sorry, a green coat and a green hat but really that's that has only been depicted like in just the last maybe 100 years or so that uh, leprechauns are wearing green up until then they were wearing they wore like we said before they were red they had red jackets mm -hmm. um and then i was reading that uh for the most part they would have seven rows of buttons and mm -hmm. seven buttons to each row so that mm. sounds like that was just a whole coat of buttons like seven rows also lucky number too each lucky number seven is seven a lucky oh oh that's yeah. true i suppose yep yeah. there you go there you go i feel like that's gotta be it yeah um, and that goes back to what you were saying earlier in our intro about how like oh the luck of the irish back during the gold rush it seemed to be irish people who were finding gold mm -hmm. maybe it's that whole leprechaun pot of gold rainbow situation yeah you gotta be careful though because i feel like leprechaun gold it, it can disappear too right it doesn't mm -hmm. necessarily always have the staying power so 
if uh, they found it in the gold rush, they got to make sure that it's in fact gold that is going to make them rich and not gold that's going to get them in a lot of trouble if they buy it and it suddenly disappears from the cash register. Mm-hmm. Um, they have some weaknesses, though, leprechauns. Uh, not a lot, but some. Um, they have a weakness to wrought iron, so they can't cast spells on a wrought iron pan, for example. So if you're looking for a weapon, maybe that's where you got to go. Um they're associated with four-leaf clovers, and but this can kind of go either way. Sometimes the four-leaf clover gives them strength and power, and sometimes it's their ultimate kryptonite, uh, which will uh, stop them um, at all costs. Uh, it will basically give them mortality or kind of um, bind them in a or way. Or like hold them. Yeah, yeah. Like, and we'll, we'll get into that when we talk about pop culture, but... Mm-hmm. Of course, there's a very famous Leprechaun movie where, like, he's being held in a cage because there's a clover on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there could be. There just might be. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Uh, or maybe I, don't, I, don't I don't just know, made that say. up. Oh, who's to even say? Who knows? Um, leprechauns are also one of the reasons you're supposed to wear green on St. Patrick's Day, which I think is fun. Um the tradition is tied to folklore that says wearing green makes you invisible to leprechauns um, and they're going to pinch everyone that they see. So if you wear green, the leprechaun won't see you and therefore won't pinch you, which I mean, I don't think I want to be pinched by anybody on St. Patrick's Day, but certainly not a leprechaun. Um, yeah, does it have to be head to toe green? No, I think I just, you just like, yeah, you know, like I I'm have wearing a green, a green shirt. hat and I think okay. I'd be good. Yeah. yeah. Or like I have a green shirt. If I just wear a green shirt, on St. Patrick's Day, is that okay? I don't know. Well, you might have to ask our guests later uh, right. as to how much green the the quota is, but I think it's a, a proper green item. You you probably can't get away with, you know, sometimes when people have a bunch of socks and there's like multicolor and they're like, well, there's green on it. You have to wear like a green item of clothing, I think. Okay. Well, yeah, like I have a, I have a shirt that it's just solid green. Yeah, that would be, that I, think, do it. I okay. think that would be fine. Yeah. Okay. Um. People also think that like wearing green brings good luck. Um, and some people wear it to honor their Irish ancestry, but I like the leprechaun version. Um, apparently the Chicago River is also dyed full on green every year to celebrate the holiday. Yes. I found some pictures of that. That's amazing. It is. It's, I, it looks like toxic waste. I know. Yeah. And, I, and I'm all about it. It's like a, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles could live in there, you know? Yeah. Um, they don't. They live in the sewers of New They York. live in the sewers of New York. Yeah. But everyone they could. knows that. They, maybe, they, maybe they go on vacation. Maybe they take like a little trip, right? Like they um, go on a sewer vacation. Yeah, there was also, I found a historical case, Madrin, a relatively Ooh. modern historical case. Um, in 1989, a local businessman in Carlingford, Ireland, claimed to have found evidence of a real leprechaun on a mountain called Sleeve Foy. And he said that after hearing a scream near the wishing well, good location, he found bones, a tiny suit, and gold coins near scorched earth. Um, and the evidence is now displayed behind a glass case for visitors to come and see. So if you live in Carlingford, Ireland, please send me a picture of that because I would like to know what that looks like. Um, well, and you have to wonder what the story is there, like the scorched earth and the script. Like, did someone kill a leprechaun by I don't know. lighting or it, it on fire? It came alive? to its own demise or yeah. Like, something. oh, maybe it's like a, like a 
phoenix rising from the ashes kind of situation oh you think it is, is that how new leprechauns are born they have a no, life expectancy and then they restart <laughs> but wait, we, we have nothing to back that we're just speculating that explains why there aren't any female yeah leprechauns right if they're just self-renewing yeah um love to ask yeah um now imagine uh the last thing i think i want to touch base on in terms of history i feel like we've talked about this before but I'm curious to, to hear kind of your hypothesis before I pose mine, but um, what do you think this uh, monster could be a lesson for? Like, I, I like the idea that sometimes our myths and our stories can teach us something like uh, a moral lesson, or sometimes they like, they, they built in their own kind of thematic question. What do you think for in terms of leprechauns? It's probably a warning against hoarding wealth. Yeah, yeah. I think basically what what I've gotten, what I looked up was, um, they're they're a warning, especially for get rich quick schemes, right? Like, yeah. don't try to get rich quickly by taking what is rightfully not yours at the expense of others, because pretty much it will always be bad for you. Um, and in almost all the leprechaun stories, when that occurs, um, that is when the leprechaun will take some form of vengeance against you either in kind of like an innocent way or in a more severe way um yeah so i mean you can get rich but don't do that at the expense of other people i think is kind well of and and you there are so many leprechaun related stories about people who spend their whole lives chasing the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow mm -hmm. in an attempt to get rich on just one day versus they could have spent that whole lifetime building up wealth and like creating it organically yeah. there's a little bit of like too good to be true as well yeah like if you find a full-on bag or pot or chest of gold it probably belongs to somebody like that person's probably going to come try to get it back from you right like and if you, you find you know? a big pot of gold out in the middle of nowhere like nothing good comes from that you know no, what I mean? like that's no. how gangster movies start yeah <laughs> you know what I'm, I mean? I'm pretty sure that's loosely the plot of cocaine bear yeah, <laughs> right? yeah. But cocaine you know um yeah nothing nothing good happens from that so i don't know i, I just kind of like thinking about that in the context as well um all right imagine last call for history uh before well we i've go. got a couple of like cousins of leprechauns so it's there is another Madrin's monsters around the world Ma Madrin's monsters around the world so yes i mean we did so we talked a little bit about the cluricon which mm -hmm. which was like we said is basically a leprechaun on a bender uh like they like yeah they like drinking um they're often described as having like a very large red and purple nose and it's caused from the heavy drinking um and I like I, that I they have a costume change. You know, if yeah. they are in fact leprechauns in this version, they they change outfits for their night of debauchery. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I was reading several stories where um, people would find clericans in their wine cellars and are just like cleaning them out. <laughs> and so the people would be like, well, great, now I got to move. And the clericon would basically be like, mm, I'm still going to find you. And I'll just clean out the wine cellar of that new house. So there's no point in you moving. You just <laughs> like don't get wine anymore. <laughs> two, yeah, I read two distinct stories where essentially the the person found <laughs> the clericon and they were like, oh my God, you're drinking all my wine. Now I have to like, I have to move my whole homestead. And the clericon was like, oh, I'll, I'll be there too. So don't, don't bother. <laughs> yeah. 
There's also just a, any type of mystical monster. You think they can't find you when you move? Like, I know, why would right? they not right. be able to find you when you move? Yeah. Same with ghosts, you know? They have their uh, own logic, but... Yeah, there's also the uh, Fear Derg, which is also an Irish uh, creature mm-hmm. of the kind of, like, fairy world Oh, of yes, I think I did hear about this. They seem to be the most sinister version of these little mischievous people though they're described as being rather fat they have dark hairy skin long snouts and skinny tails uh and they are often described as the most and i quote sluttish slouching (laughs) jeering mischievous phantoms (laughs) and so uh, as we talked a little bit before and, like, clearly the clericons are into being mischievous if they like to drink all of your wine. And the leprechauns like little practical jokes, too. But the fear dergs apparently take it really quite far and are far more gruesome about it. Huh. Um, specifically, the, you have to watch out for them replacing your children with changelings. Mm-hmm. You know, often, you know, that's kind of an Irish issue is that that happens pretty often is that your babies are replaced with changelings Uh, apparently the fear dags also have um a connection with nightmares so they might be the the cause of your nightmares oh man Uh, and then there's slightly disgusting nightmare yeah they're (laughs) slouching jeering yeah they're just they're not great there's it's there's too many adjectives like separately some of them are okay but when you put them all together (laughs) it's no good yeah Yeah. uh and then there's also the german kobold oh yes Uh, we we talked about kobolds on our very first episode i do believe when we were talking about goblins yeah i think there there is quite a lot of overlap between goblins and leprechauns and kobolds and and all you know they're very small often wish granting creatures and things mm-hmm. like that so yes the kobolds themselves uh are usually invisible uh, you know like a leprechaun can be invisible but they can materialize in the form of an animal or a fire or human mm. and then and sometimes a candle which is oh. really interesting um they there are basically three different types um the first type is one that's basically like a house sprite they perform domestic chores and sometimes they'll play like little cute tricks on you if you insult them or neglect them so mm-hmm. they're almost like the the house goblins in harry potter mm-hmm. in that way uh the second type is that they'll haunt underground places like mines or caves mm-hmm. so very similar in goblin related that way and then the third lives aboard ships and they help mm. out sailors it's which is kind it's of it's funny cool. when i think about leprechauns i don't know that i think about them in a cave or a ship i feel like they're usually in the in the field somewhere like usually like maybe I in the mountains them, yeah in the in either the mountain regions or like yeah like the green pastures yeah. of ireland yeah. yeah so this is why i think something lush are like, and mossy yeah, yeah. So that's why I think maybe the kobolds are like cousins of leprechauns. Mm-hmm. Perhaps mm-hmm. you know there's there's a bit of overlap there. Yeah, cool. Yeah. They would have quite the family get together, um, right? Can you imagine a party? It's goblins, leprechauns, clericons. Col- yeah, cler- <laughs> well, yeah. But the problem is, the wine. yeah, no. The cler- they mm-hmm. no. If they didn't, they would take it. That's I true, feel like clericon would be the first kicked out of the party, right? You know, because <laughs> like, and then. Yeah. 
And then you You're got all the off, buddy. you got all the kobolds <laughs> cleaning up, and the leprechauns regretting their decision to get everyone together. It'd be classic, classic family get together, you know. That is quite the party. Yeah. We should invite them to our Christmas party then. Oh, we should. We definitely should. Um, yeah. All right, Madrin. Well, why don't we take a little break? And when we get back, we're going to dig into some pop culture because I know that we've got some stuff to talk about. Well, Madrin, as I often do, I looked up the monster of choice and I started looking through films that I could watch and I landed on a very clear, obvious franchise, <laughs> which is the <laughs> Leprechaun franchise. Um, what? Yeah. That um, exists? Oh. Now, I knew that uh, Warwick Davis was in it and was the Leprechaun, but what I did not know about the very first film is oh, that yeah. it's Jennifer Aniston's first movie and she's great this is she's great in it i know three friends jennifer aniston and it's just like kind of shocking sometimes when you see people um not that she looks particularly old now but she sure does look young there like you just i I know her as uh, at a different stage of her career you know her Um, as rachel from friends yeah yeah, but it's just kind of like wild you're like whoa (laughs) um i remember at the time she was very concerned about being in the movie though I think she thought it was going to like end her career because it was like silly but it's it's funny the things that we worry about you know that you think oh no they're going to see this thing and that's going to sink me it's like really no one cared and um now you became one of like the biggest household names in the world um but uh for people who don't know the Leprechaun franchise is a horror franchise it begins with 1993's Leprechaun which was filmed in 1991. Uh, great year, if uh, I do say so myself. Uh, <laughs> the, the series centers on a malevolent and murderous leprechaun named Lubdon. Although they never, they don't talk about his name in that particular film. But after a while, we learned canonically that that is his name. I was going to say, I wasn't even aware that he, it had a name. <laughs> I mean, it's, I think with name. sometimes the slashers and horror films, the name gets kind of found out by the writers or even sometimes assigned by the fans. But I think they did. There's a lot of these films. Um, yes. uh, the first one is Leprechaun. Leprechaun 2 was kind of a bomb. And all the consequential Leprechauns after that went straight to DVD or I suppose now streaming. <laughs> um, however it is that you get your your Leprechauns. Um, yeah. Uh, but basically in this series, um people are stealing the leprechaun's gold either by accident or on purpose or as we were talking about kind of um you know if you find it don't take it like don't (laughs) make your first impulse to um hide it or swallow it by accident not a great idea to swallow the leprechaun's gold because um essentially i think it's not a very good idea to be eating money period no but yeah, um, definitely do not eat enchanted, mystical, belongs to creatures mm-hmm. stuff. Because they're going to try to come get it at any, they're gonna come for get any it. means necessary. And apparently, and like, and try to eviscerate you to get it out of you. Yeah. Um, yeah. In this franchise, though, I would say that, um, you know, there's more menace to the look of this leprechaun. But it is very traditional in the way that he looks. Got black boots, mm-hmm. stripy socks, short shorts, a hat. I do not believe there's a shamrock on it, which I was looking for, but like a very traditional 
almost like commercial leprechaun look. Um, but the leprechaun also has very like disgusting, scary teeth, very like leathery, wrinkled He's quite skin, menacing looking. Yeah. And then very piercing eyes, which I think um I mean Warwick Davis is really good at it. That was kind of my biggest takeaway is yeah. he's so like delightfully mischievous that even though some of the kills I think are silly or there's moments that I think kind of fall flat, he himself is the glue that keeps it going. Um, yeah, and I can see that yeah. it would be fun for him to play those the that part, I think, um, just because it's you're always kind of I don't know, it's fun as an actor to kind of like torture other people with all of your acting choices. Uh, and I think he just has so much um, flair with what he's doing. Well, um, and it's really interesting that he became the lead antagonist of this very long running franchise. Mm -hmm. um, th this was I think this was. The, the role that he did after he was in Willow. Yeah, way to change Whereas your brand. Whereas in Willow, <laughs> yeah, like in Willow, he is this very positive hero character who's just trying to do right by mm -hmm. everyone. Like he saves a mystical princess and like, yeah, like he is the hero of Willow. And then to follow that up by being this really awful, malevolent, terrifying it's funny antagonist. with, with funny. this film too like it went sometimes with these that kind of this isn't quite a slasher but these like horror properties they start as almost like a prestige horror and then they descend into b-movie like this was a b-movie at the beginning and well, everything so, yeah, that follows reading, like yeah i was reading leprechaun the production history and apparently this and was yeah like apparently they had started making this as a straight horror movie but then Warwick Davis was like, or it would be funnier if I did it this way instead. And so mm -hmm. as the as production went on, the director and the writer leaned into that and agreed with him. And so they decided from the top that they were going to make it more of a comedy horror. Yeah, it's smart. I think that's the kind of appeal of that film when I was watching it is like there's a bit of like, I don't know, can't be fun in there. And yeah, that's... I love a really silly horror movie. Like I think in along in the same lines of when we were talking about Gremlins. Like there mm -hmm. are some truly yes, horror aspects of this movie, but then on the flip side of it, there are some like completely over the top comedic parts of it as well. Yeah, I I do think Gremlins is a more complete movie than Leprechaun. Yeah. Well. Um but I I there's some pretty bold choices in Leprechaun that are fun. Um for sure. Uh, it's almost like watching like the Krampus movie where it's exciting to see how they've interpreted a leprechaun in a new way too. Um, but there is eight films in this franchise. Wow. Leprechauns one to four. Leprechaun four is leprechaun four in space. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's Isn't leprechaun there in the hood leprechaun and in the leprechaun hood, yeah. back to the hood. Um <laughs> And but then there are they some did... big names in that one too, right? Like, isn't it Ice Cube and yeah. Julio? Yeah. 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 I mean, it's amazing how beloved this franchise is in my mind, because I wouldn't say that it has that first film that was a slam dunk. Like with the Halloween franchise, you can see how you keep going back to that because the first film is like amazing. And I'm not trying to rip on Leprechaun. I think that there's some fun stuff in it. But it's not like Alien, you know, like it doesn't yeah. it doesn't have the same real critically loved first thing that pushed through the mold. It's it, it seemed to just kind of 
have a little bit of star power in charm, uh, so to speak, uh, that people keep coming back to. Um, there's a couple, quote unquote, like I'd say gritty reboots that they've made too. Um, Leprechaun Re Returns, I think is the most recent one, which is just, I mean, kind of like the Halloween movies. It basically destroys everything after the first movie and says, oh, what if people went back to the old house and the Leprechaun came back from the well? Um, and that one's on the sci-fi channel but it's that's the first one without warwick davis um so it's something a little bit different so you're gonna lose i think some of that fun comedy um but after a while they get so silly that i think you gotta <laughs> get back to something um hey speaking of famous actors who got their start on a leprechaun themed movie uh -huh. they're is a film i think i know which one you're going to talk about called yes. darby o'gill yep. and the little people imagine you want to talk about that a little bit um basically the whole like the thing that is interesting about it is that it's one of the very first roles that sean connery that's right took yeah <laughs> and uh, so basically the premise is basically um and old an old man is matching wits with the king of leprechauns and He's trying to play matchmaker for his daughter and a strapping young lad who's Sean Connery. But what I think is great about this is it was apparently this role that helped him land the part of James Bond and Dr. No. Which is so crazy to me. I know, unreal. <laughs> such a silly he also movie. is like singing and he's so silly, but apparently it's yeah. the, the fight between him and um, uh, Kieran Moore at the end, like the way that he was fighting, I guess like that he was very charming and dashing and that particular blend they went yeah that could be james bond which is great i mean who could not well, you know it turned out really well for him yeah that. he is a he is a phenomenal james bond um many james bonds have come and gone but um connery especially at like that age and point of his life is just like perfect i'm curious to see who the new james bond is but this is not the james bonding podcast so we shall continue um there is also a film now. Um, imagine I don't know if you about know about these uh puppets called Muppets. Uh, there's many. Oh, of them. oh do tell, <laughs> yeah. Um, in Muppets Most Wanted, uh, leprechauns serve as security guards for the Irish National Bank. Um, but in this kind of gag, they're distracted by watching a performance of the Muppet Show, uh, which means that they're not very good security guards. Um, and they're pleased that eventually they're i think that their pot of gold wasn't stolen they went there to steal something else um so they pop up in the muppets uh leprechauns also pop up in the looney tunes cartoon the wearing of the grin um now i watched this you can find it pretty easily it's like a seven minute short i kind of love these like quick hits and uh i mean i loved the looney tunes growing up so it's always fun to go back and be like hey why is this so good as often i mean just talking generally about the looney tunes no one really structures a joke quite like the looney tunes like it's they've yeah. got all the setup they've got you know everything that goes into it and then the punchline is never quite what you expect they always find a way to kind of subvert your expectations so i always appreciate that um but this is like a porky the pig cartoon and uh he goes up he's in he's like traveling through rural island and he's on his way to dublin and he finds lodging at a nearby uh, castle and he knocks at the very big door and is let in 
and there's a caretaker there and um basically he's like hey i need lodgings for the night and they're like oh you got to be careful you know there's there could be leprechauns you should get out of here he's like there's no such thing leprechauns you're crazy and then suddenly the caretaker kind of walks out and his upper body is separate from his lower body because the caretaker is in fact two leprechauns in a caretaker outfit um and they start, oh, like, two kids in a trench coat but it's leprechauns exactly Love yeah it. we're the guy 1951 <laughs> that that could be um I don't know if that's the first uh, place, but certainly they would be finding some trench coat origins there. Um, but basically, the two kind of terrorize him until he's terrified and he goes through this kind of like fever dream of all these wild leprechaun things of them playing with him. And then he kind of like gets hit on the head. Well, he gets hit on the head a couple of times. They do the classic like Looney Tunes bumps on his head. Um, but eventually he's so kind of out of it that he wakes up and the leprechauns are back in caretaker form. And they're like, oh, do you want me to like show you to your room? Are you okay? Something seems to fall on your head. He's like, no, get me out of here. I'm running away. Ha, ha, ha. And then the leprechauns separate again. They're like, oh, good. Well, we protected our pot of gold. Um, so anyway, you can look into that. Fun little quick hit on the Looney Tunes. Um, but that's not all, Madrin. There's... I, I actually... When I think of pop culture, there's often something that jumps right into my head. Um, I texted a GIF of this to somebody uh, right away when I was thinking about it. Um, do you know which uh, very long-running cartoon television show I'm thinking of in relation to the leprechauns? Is it Simpsons? It's Simpsons, yeah. It's totally Simpsons, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Those little fighting, like, and they just appear out of nowhere sometimes. Yeah. Um, the, like leprechauns keep appearing uh, in The Simpsons. The first time I think is um, that Homer has to break a quote unquote gypsy curse and it tells uh, Ralph Wiggum to burn things in the sandbox, <laughs> um, right. which is great. It's just like a tag, I think, at the end of the episode. Um, I think leprechauns appear in tons of them now. I heard. I don't think this could be true, but somewhere it said well, up there's to the 10 episodes. Of Horror. Isn't yeah. There, there's the Treehouse of Horror episode segment where called at the end of Hex it. Hex in he... the City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're like. Get it? Homer Hex gets... in the City. Hex in the City. Yeah. yeah Homer, sorry. yeah. Homer gets cursed. <laughs> but by the end of it, they lift the curse because the, the, is it the gypsy or is it not a different episode? Marries the leprechaun at the end. Yeah. There's, I think, a lot of. And like Marge is covered in head to toe fur. I just remember there's a <laughs> sequence where Bart, Bart's like leg is super, or sorry, not leg. His neck is like really long. Yeah. It's like kind of like melted and he's got his head and the leprechaun is like dancing on his head at the dinner table and Homer's <laughs> distraught. Um, so anyway, they pop up a lot in The Simpsons, um, which I mean, I have no way to prove this because I did not look it up, but it seems like it's probably in the Conan O'Brien era. Of writing for the simpsons that i'm gonna make like that i'm gonna make yeah. that assumption and believe it to be true until anyone tells me otherwise <laughs> um yeah hey do you eat cereal imagine uh no i don't actually yeah. it's... no well yeah. i don't eat a lot of cereal but when i was a kid i absolutely did like this cereal because it came with marshmallows and who wouldn't like a cereal oh with count marshmallows? chocula no, you fool. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky Charms. <laughs> also Count Chocula, but but Lucky <laughs> Charms. And Lucky Charms is both, um, I think they're both made by the same cereal company. They, they're both General Mills. General Mills. Think, yes. 
Um, Come on, Will. They're magically delicious. I know. Uh, The mascot of Lucky Charms created in 1963. It's crazy to me. I didn't realize it was that long. Um, Is Lucky the Leprechaun, also known as Sir Charms. (laughs) Um, And originally called. (laughs) Originally called Sir Charms. Elsie Leprechaun. Um, But he's like a classic leprechaun who's constantly. He's getting chased by children who want his... Um... Well, because they're always after his lucky charms. Yeah. And I think it's somebody says the chase is always on. <laughs> like, yeah. he's he's constantly it's running away. Um, what I like about that commercial campaign, at least what I remember it on Saturday morning cartoons, it always implied that there was some sort of overarching plot. Like, you're seeing, like, a little kind of snippet of these kids Like, they're always him. mid-chase. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But there actually <laughs> is no plot. Like, there's no there's no story that brings it together, but you'd always be like, whoa, what's going on? Like, what's, what's going on with these kids? Who's, who's this leprechaun? Um, so I guess kudos to them for um, building interest in Kind your... of creating a narrative. Yeah, they yeah. all kind of created a narrative back yeah. then. Yeah, that's true. I think there was actually, at one point, a very bad serial mascot uh movie like i think that they sold in the serial boxes but um unfortunately it was not successful enough to be a franchise i also seem to recall now wasn't but isn't kind of the same premise about the tricks bunny as well is that the the tricks bunny always wants to get their cereal i feel like the tricks bunny is just a ripoff i've decided as well because well, i have i'm because as i'm talking through this like i thought i knew this and the, i had this a vague recollection the that they, Eastery? well, like well so bunny? i had a yeah so i have a vague recollection that when i was a kid there was a contest run by the cereal company as to whether or not to let the creature have the thing that they were always after but now that i think about it i think maybe it was the tricks bunny because that was the whole thing is that the tricks bunny was always trying to trick the kids mm-hmm. into giving him their cereal oh yeah there was a and they ran that, a contest should you get it or not should he be allowed to have it or not and they did they let him have it but then afterwards they were like okay but the whole premise of our commercials is they that he's always it. after their cereal so no we're just going to take it away again yeah i can't believe they created but for a brief moment i think the tricks rabbit did have the tricks yes yeah, um, but it's like it's what is the Roadrunner if he gets if he catches or sorry what yeah. is Wiley e. Coyote, Coyote if he catches, if he catches the Roadrunner road runner. I know yeah that's right yeah have you ever heard of a movie musical called Finian's Rainbow I have heard about it yes it's so bonkers it tell is me about it <laughs> a movie musical directed by Francis Ford Coppola of all, of all people. people yeah. <laughs> Starring Fred Astaire and Petula Clark, which that at least makes sense because, like, they are singers and dancers. But the plot of it is ridiculous as well, too. Like, this guy uh, steals a pot of gold and takes his daughter with him off to America. But quick on his heels is the leprechaun that he has stolen the pot of gold from. Because in this particular instance, the leprechaun needs to have the pot of gold back or he's going to turn into a human. Oh, and that so sounds then, so much worse than being a leprechaun, you know? Well, I guess like it has to do with like, because as a, as a leprechaun, he's immortal. So I if see. he doesn't have his pot of gold, he will turn human and therefore become mortal. And then there's this whole plot about how they encounter this like kind of ne'er-do-well who's like super into the daughter. And he has a mute sister who expresses herself through interpretive dance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then he also has a best friend who is... Uh, a black man who is a botanist 
who is trying to develop a te- a tobacco mint hybrid. That kind of makes tobacco like, mints like men menthol like like <laughs> blending yeah like blending a mint plant with a tobacco plant to make uh-huh. basically mint flavored tobacco which kind of makes sense because menthol cigarettes were a big thing back yeah. you know they're gross uh but... <laughs> and then there's this like really horrible racist bigoted senator character uh-huh. and the racist horrible senator character has a dog that he has trained to attack black people oh. and uh so he like he comes in and he starts like going off and being all horrible and racist and so the daughter wishes that he would turn into a black man himself so that he would understand just how horrible what he's saying is but he does she does it nearby where her father has left the gold like and she doesn't know that Mm -hmm. so the gold magically makes her wish come true so then the senator does become a black man and his racist dog goes like attacks him and chases him off into the woods yeah it's it feels like one of those things you're like oh attempt to be progressive at the time probably still uh manifested with with blackface and problematic yeah. you know and it's like yeah how, like no. considering it's 196 but like you can see why they did that right because it's yeah. 1968 and it's really at the height of of the progressive like yeah we'll say know, equality movement and just like like a for effort but it's a real one step forward one step right back you know yeah 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 and then of course what is truly weird about this is that um so it didn't get very great reviews when it came out and one of the biggest complaints about it was that fred astaire is old okay in it and they just didn't like him being and old. And people are like, oh, we don't like that Fred Astaire is old in this What's movie. this? Did she just go into a corner and die? Like, Or did they age him up in a way that they didn't like? No. And that was that was the whole thing is that like he just looked like how a normal 70-year-old man. Hollywood, I hate you. <laughs> or, or, or actually, it's not even Hollywood. People watching Hollywood movies, there's nothing wrong with old people, okay? As someone yeah. who will eventually be an old person, back off, man. Right, right. Well, and like, Hollywood is, has been far crueler to women, so I can only yeah. imagine how horrible they would have been had it not been Fred Astaire. Yeah. You know, like... Bizarre. So, like, the problem was that they made no effort to make him look younger. They want the de-aging? Yeah, in 1968, <laughs> apparently they wanted CG that didn't exist yet or something. Maybe, maybe Disney like... Plus will do a recut with their with their de-aging uh, algorithm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, can you imagine? Well, they'll, they'll fix that problem. Oh. Um, all right, imagine there's a very important uh, segment of today's pop culture that doesn't usually exist it's called sports and it's great and there's so many um... it's called sports oh yeah, okay I, there's no actual name for it i just really wanted to illustrate the fact that there is a bunch of sports stuff there are a bunch um, of sports for, teams for leprechauns, leprechauns yeah. so the first is that uh um the university of notre dame uh their mascot is a leprechaun and it's uh, the, there's an illustration of this fighting Irish uh, leprechaun. He's got a big like chin strap uh, kind of beard. Uh, he appears at athletic events, not usually like football games. Um, and he was designed by sports artist 
Theodore W. Drake in 1964 for the equivalent of US $50. Uh, not very much money. Um, what, wait, what does what what does one have to do or like how does one become specifically a sports artist you know what actually i will say the people who design logos for these like billion dollar teams it's like a heavily scrutinized thing that i think a lot of people go into it i think it's probably a lot of it has to do with marketing um but i mean i don't know let's figure i don't know what the inflation is on 50 dollars from 1964 to now but um i think he was probably underpaid is what i'm saying for for someone who has to do considering the longevity of this logo but the best thing imagine about this this mascot is the context of who gets to be the leprechaun so there is a month-long tryout process uh every spring and so uh prospect leprechauns are presented with several mental and physical challenges and so the field is narrowed down to 10 finalists. And during the final round of tryouts, each contestant must lead a five minute like mock pep rally, answer questions during an interview with local media personalities, respond to in-game situations, answer Notre Dame trivia, dance Notre Dame's version of the Irish jig and complete 50 push-ups. wild. Um, and then, once you've made it to the top 10, a panel of judges interviews each candidate in private before they make a final decision. Um, there is no uh, specific requirements for the physicality, like uh, in terms of being a leprechaun, um, but it does often end up being somebody with a beard. <laughs> um, it's not required, but it's, I suppose, uh, the overall look of candidates does weigh into the decision. Um, uh, but what's interesting about that, and it it will be interesting about um, another one that I'm going to talk to as well, is it's kind of a human mascot. The leprechaun for these sports teams is often an actual person and not someone in a leprechaun suit, which is unusual. Usually sports teams have somebody in that big kind of, you know, outfit. And oftentimes with the leprechauns, it's a human in a hat and a, a costume. Um, and that's why I guess maybe their personality is so important and like why they're so strict about it because you can't just throw on a leprechaun full body suit and be the same thing. Um, the Boston Celtics, um, also have the leprechaun as their, uh, mascot. It's been their symbol for a long time. It's a leprechaun named Lucky, uh, go figure. Um, he appears on the logo of the team. It's pretty much looked the same. It was designed by Zhang. Auerbach in the 1940s. Hopefully they paid him more than 50 bucks. Um, it was changed in the late 60s a little bit. It's best recognized for his bowler hat, a, a shamrock emblazoned bow, and um, it's just the kind of classic uh, look of the leprechaun, I suppose, green. Um, and this particular mascot, I think, is also cool. So the other one has their own kind of tryouts. Um, but this uh, current uh, mascot, who's the leprechaun, who is, again, the only human mascot in the NBA that is a human and not like a bear or a shark or something. Um, he can do all these specific like dunks and stuff. Uh, his name's Christopher Kit Ackerman. Um, he started in 2010. There was another uh, mascot before him, but he can do a whole bunch of like crazy dunk competitions and his personality is, is a big part of it. Um, and I think that's really cool. The leprechaun is doing kind of magical basketball things. Um, yeah, 
and lastly in my spe- segment that is just sports um <laughs> the uh the toronto arenas uh is the old name for the toronto maple leafs uh oh. the toronto arenas were purchased by the toronto st patrick's of the ontario uh, hockey association december 7th 1919 um, the NHL team adopted a shorter version uh, and uh, of their counterparts and uh, set the name the St. Pat's um, with their colors green and white. Around this time every year, uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs have an alternate jersey that they wear, which is a St. Pat's jersey. They do not specifically have a mascot that is a leprechaun, um, but I think it was worth a shout out as... Um, you know, of course, as we've established for the show, imagine we're based in Los Angeles. So any of the yes. monsters looking for us will have to come find us in Los Angeles. Um, but, you know, we lo- we, but we know uh, a lot of people in Toronto. Yeah, yeah. We know a lot of people. Yeah. We, you know, we obviously have some sort of um, connection to, to this city. Uh, <laughs> so it was worth a shout out for me. I would feel guilty if I didn't shout out uh, the St. Pat's. That's true. Um, uh, here's right. a question. Have you ever heard of the Crichton Leprechaun? Um, I don't think i have i maybe in my research i skimmed it but i i can't tell you with any conviction it's, that i know it's what you're sometimes talking about. <laughs> also known as the mobile leprechaun because Crichton is a neighborhood near mobile Alabama. oh i think i have heard about this then yes so yes this was this became a viral news cast it was mm-hmm. um it, it was posted up to YouTube on St. Patrick's Day in 2006 and became one of the very first viral YouTube videos as of 2018. So probably it is probably even more now, but as of 2018, the video has over 28 million views. Wow. And basically all it is, is that there were a bunch of people in this town who were convinced that they saw a leprechaun in a tree <laughs> and uh-huh. it became like it became actual broadcast news and then of course it like it just it went viral because of how ridiculous it is and the thing that made it so famous is that so many other much bigger television outlets took the story of how ridiculous this was and ran with it like they talked about it on the o'reilly factor daily show key and peel <laughs> tosh.0 uh-huh. south park like it became this just this huge thing and then it turned out that finally um there was the so the bob and dan show which is a huge radio show in dallas did a field investigation in 2014 and they went back and they interviewed locals about their memories of what had happened prior to that most people now all agree that it was a local man whose name is sean who is a little person Mm-hmm. he and his buddies thought it would be really funny to get him dressed up as a leprechaun climb up into a tree and then have his friends go around telling everybody oh we saw a leprechaun in a tree amazing <laughs> so like, it's just a, it's a long-standing prank worldwide phenomenon yeah um okay and i also know that you were sitting here waiting on tenterhooks to ask me the question are there leprechauns in supernatural um well are and there? you will be thrilled to know that there are. That there are? There are. Great. There is an episode, um, pretty early seasons, I want to say season six. Uh, there, it, it, it first appears that people are being abducted by UFOs, but it turns out that it's fairy folk, mm-hmm. uh, including uh, a leprechaun played by, I'm glad you're sitting down, Robert Picardo. Oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> he of famous doctor from Star Trek Voyager. Yes. Uh, yes, plays the leprechaun in this episode of Supernatural. The funny thing about, so he shares a lot of leprechaun abilities. Uh, he, you know, he has invisibility. He's quite strong. Like he's able to just like push regular humans across the room without much difficulty. <clears throat> they can teleport. Oh, and then that's, that's actually that does seem like a power that they often seem to have. You'd think it's you'd supernatural think. speed, but they seem to pop up in all sorts of different places yes. for sure. And then the biggest thing that was actually the downfall of the supernatural leprechaun is that for any grain of substance that is poured out in front of them, they are forced to count each individual grain. <laughs> oh, so like if you drop a box of salt. Because our, our boys from Supernatural always carry salt with them, mm -hmm. right? Because that's a good ghost, demon, whatever deterrent. So yeah, Sam dumps a bunch of salt in front of him. Now he's forced to count each individual grain of salt. Smart. I mean, honestly, that, that seems like a better strategy than in, in the original Leprechaun. They basically shoot a four-leaf clover on a piece of gun out of a slingshot into the back of the Leprechaun's throat. And I was like, cool this is a great uh, sequence but what if you miss man you found one <laughs> clover you put it in a slingshot in the hands of a child i was like this is uh look it's a bit it's of a stretch <laughs> yeah risky yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, i have a question for you will yep as is i am about sports <laughs> it is not about sports no. i want to know if there are any leprechaun adjacent pokemon you know I do not believe that there are. I feel like last time uh, this this came up, I I lost my convictions, but I stand to believe that there is no Cupid Pokemon, and I don't believe that there is a Leprechaun Pokemon either. I will look up in the break to see if there is kind of a, like, there's definitely like Celtic Irish inspired Pokemon, but I don't think there's one that specifically looks like a leprechaun because a leprechaun, I think is too humanoid. Pokemon oh. are usually um, not uh, leprechaun-y. So anyway, mm -hmm. we'll find out when we get back. Um, but uh, yeah, Did you, any last call? Imagine it seems like your cat maybe had something to share for pop yeah, culture. Sorry. She has, <laughs> no, it's okay. she's, it's funny. she's got opinions about leprechauns. Yeah, she's got she opinions like, about everything. Does she like them? <laughs> Um, she doesn't like much of anyone <laughs> okay. besides me. Let's be honest. Yeah. She loves me. Uh, yeah. Everyone else, she's quite indifferent to. Fair enough. Um, well, let's take a little bit of a break. I'm going to look up some Pokemon stuff. And when we get back, we're going to be joined. Madrin, are you sitting down? I am. We're going to be joined by Finnegan Clover. Uh, thank you. Yes. Uh, who is uh, a leprechaun that has agreed to uh, meet with us today. Um, hopefully it means good things for us this week. Uh, we'll find out. Um, we have a little chat with him after the break. All right, everybody, welcome back from the break. It's still me, it's still Madrin, but now we're joined by someone else who is uh, Finne Finnegan Clover. Am I, am I saying that right, Finnegan? You got there eventually, yeah. That's, oh, yeah, my, that's my name. Good, yeah, fin Finnegan Clover. Um, Finnegan Clover. Is that a family name? Is there many clovers in, in the leprechaun family, in your leprechaun family? Oh, I, yeah, yeah. Oh, how, how many? There's lots of us out there. 
Well, uh, we're kind of solo folk, so uh, I definitely have lost track of a number of my cousins and my brothers mm. and stuff like that. But we're out there, and there's lots of us. I'd say probably at least mm, uh, 30 or so. Oh, wow. Well, that's good. That's a nice, healthy number of leprechauns. Um, look, I don't imagine. Do we just ask him right off the beginning? You had that question earlier about about leprechauns and the number. Yeah, of you know what? Let's just pull off the bandaid. Let's oh, just don't be shy. Don't be shy. Um, yes, uh, Finnegan. Well, while as we were researching leprechauns, we came to discover that there are only male leprechauns, and so I was oh. wondering how it is leprechauns reproduce if there are only males. Well, that's quite a private question to be starting with, don't you well, think? I know. I mean, I if know. you want to know about human procreation, I'll tell you what I know. But oh, I went no, to the I public don't. school system, so I don't actually know a ton. Oh, sorry about that. Well, Wait. yeah. Um, Patrick, well, are you going to explain procreation on the podcast? Is that on the well, table? You know, tip for that tat. sounds hilarious. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, if you want to take it away, you can start things off. Well, our listeners, I would like to think, are a little bit more familiar with human recreation than... All right, all right. I'll get to it then. I'll get to it. So, you're right. There aren't many. There aren't many females. We seem to have lost most of them if they even do exist. I've never seen one myself. So, the way that I've been taught to procreate, when we are getting into our upper years... It's uh, our responsibility to keep things going. So the way it's done, uh, we have to sacrifice our most important day, St. Patrick's Day. Okay. We have to sit it out for a year. That sounds For awful. a whole year. We have to take the year off, not do any mischief. And the last day of that sacrifice happens to be our most exciting day, St. Patrick's Day. And that entire year, because we're not allowed to do any mischief, we're sucking on a uh, one of our coins. We're sucking on an, uh, uh, a leprechaun's coin. Uh-huh. Um, and that coin, we then plant at the end of a rainbow. Uh-huh. And following year, a, a nice little leprechaun lad will pop right out of the earth. Oh, wow. So it's a 12-month it's a uh, process. Humans yeah, have it's... a nine-month process, so it kind of that makes sense. It's, it's semi- hard because you'd think you'd want to celebrate your older years by, uh, you know, retiring and having a good time, having a, you know, a drink and that. But uh, yeah, for a whole year, you have to be uh, engaged. Us lads have to do it, you know. St. Madron, you know, the ladies in in uh, human culture have to go through a lot of the work. Well, us lads, we, uh, we got to hold it for 12 months. Yeah. And and at the end of this twelve months, do you um survive? Do you just continue to be an old leprechaun? What what happens to to the leprechaun that creates the new leprechaun? Oh yes, uh, of course. We've uh, got probably about five years after we go through the um mm. uh, the the process of making a new leprechaun, um, and that five years is to help uh, the youngin um get uh, understood get up mm. on his feet uh and and put him on to onto the right path as oh. they say Evolution, oh so you do have to work. do some you do have to do some child rearing then oh yes absolutely oh, okay. yes okay. we look after well uh, we look after that i mean this is all hearsay what i've been told because it hasn't been my time yet um 
Uh, we look after the little lad and make sure that he knows just how to be perfectly devious. Mm-hmm. Well, I imagine oh. humans have this thing called the terrible twos, where sometimes, you know, at, the, at a younger age, they can be quite mischievous and problematic. I'm guessing leprechauns have a particular ability to be mischievous, so they need somebody, you know, watching out for their best interests. Otherwise, things could go awry. At a yes, age, but the, right? the, the thing with us is that we got to, um, we've got to teach the, the the little lads to be more devious. Oh, so you're ramping. I mean, it, up. it is our responsibility as, uh, as yes, chief uh, deviants mm-hmm. uh, to uh, to help rile them up and and get them. Get them ready for what it's like to be a true, full-grown leprechaun. So what what happens if you, if you you know, the leprechaun boy is born and he's, uh, he doesn't want to do mischief? They just want to read read books and and give people a hug and, and exchange pleasantries. What do you do then? Well, there's lots of time for that sort of thing. We, do, mm-hmm. we certainly have a life, but uh, we, we let them you know, be as they are, but there are certain responsibilities that is ingrained into us mm-hmm. as a people um, that we know we've got to do. So I, I, I haven't, I haven't heard of such a, you know, such a problem to, oh. to be honest. So we, I guess we, may, we have, we have downtime. We, we read books and we enjoy life in our own ways. Yeah. I guess maybe it's just inherent then, Madrin. It doesn't need to be taught. Mm-hmm. The leprechauns just seem to make mischief no matter what. There's not, there's not a, such a thing as a, you know, not devious leprechaun. Mm-hmm. It's no. true. I suppose that's the case. Um, now, uh, look, I, I don't want to be a reductive uh, journalist here. I know that this is kind of a, you know, a taboo thing to say on the red carpet. But what are you wearing? You know, we just, it's just a really great <laughs> outfit. And, uh, I, you know, if you if describe to our listeners, but, yes. but you just got a great outfit there. So I'm wondering who designed that or, or if, if it's uh, your own kind of design. Oh, no, the, this um, I've been working on it myself. Thank you. Oh. Um, one of my, my hobbies is, um, of course, it's um, knitting. And mm-hmm. so. Um, I'm, uh, I've been working on my own line of fisherman sweaters. Right? Oh. It's a, uh, yeah. It's a large export from my homeland. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm, I've, I've been working on it. I, it's grand of you to bring it up. Um, and, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's got, um, seven rows of buttons. Oh, um, uh, number seven, Madrid. Seven buttons yeah. per row. Um, yeah, uh, and uh, I'm hoping it's going uh, going to take take off. Yeah, yeah, good. Oh, wait, you're trying to sell it to other people? Oh, I or to yeah. other leprechauns? Well, certainly to other leprechauns. If I run into a few little lads, I'll certainly give them one of my prototypes uh, and see if they can drum up a bit of business with St. Pat's coming up. Um, yeah, this yeah. would be the time of year. Sure. Do you have, do you yeah. have a website? Do you have business cards? How are you trying to pitch these these uh, hand knitted items? Oh, for right now, it's sort the sort of thing that I'm just trying to do is like a flash mob sort of thing. But on St. Patrick's Day, it's like so a big like, release day. Uh huh. It's like lemonade so. stand style. You know, you're gonna set up shop and and yes. except except you're gonna go to them. Well, I'm going to. Pop, pop around on St. Patrick's Day and mm-hmm. see if uh, if anyone catches on. And it's going to be quite exclusive. So oh. for those people who are 
make it to the end of the rainbow and want to have a conversation, um, they have to track me down and, you know, that's how I can continue to, you know, uh, pay for things legitimately if I yeah. if I don't yeah. feel like using any of our trick, disappearing trick money. Yeah. yeah. So I guess we should ask. I feel like, imagine I'm really just getting a lot of these kind of sneaky questions. You don't usually talk about what you wear, how you procreate. Let's talk money, right? I think we should yeah. talk money. So sure. do, do where, you have a where pot, does of that pot of gold? Yeah. And how did you get it? Yeah. Are you... You expect me to just tell you where my pot of gold is? No, what? no, 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 no. What we're asking we simply is want how, to know. how did you come to have said pot of gold in the beginning? Like, Will and I both have jobs. We have to sure. go and do labor. And in exchange for our labor, we are given money. Yeah. But, but like, like, so are there leprechaun jobs? It doesn't seem like maybe you have, yeah. you know, a traditional... And if you happen to tell us where it's located, that's no big deal either. <laughs> if if yeah. you were to, well, you know... I certainly won't be doing that, but... Okay, well, um, but you could if you if you wanted to. So I'm saying you could. You know? Certainly. But, Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, well, there's certainly, if you wanted, there's enough information out there if you wanted to track it down. And uh, I'm not going to be giving away the whole experience for you we've got a whole like treasure map situation going on so a treasure map well certainly if, Those if, are my you're, favorite types of maps. if you're willing if you're willing to you know follow the steps and do do the work on your end well, that's how many, part of the game how many isn't steps it? are we talking well that's up to you to find out isn't it i okay, can't well, make could it this be too like, easy could it be like you. five steps <laughs> i could be Oh, Step okay. one: Go to this location and dig up a pot of gold. Yeah, there we go. Oh, that's two. That's two steps at least. Yeah. Go there and then dig it up. Oh, okay. that's true. That's okay. Um, we get um, uh, we get our gold in a variety of ways. We do have magic gold, of course, the disappearing uh -huh. kind. So that's the way I tend to pay for things. Uh, generally, um, I pay for things with the disappearing gold. I don't worry. I don't have. The best morals, you might say. Mm -hmm. uh, I pay for things and then the money disappears. And that's really their problem, isn't it? Yeah. Because they didn't check whether the money was real or not. But that's yeah. not my problem. I'm, I've already got the product. Does your disappearing gold have a, a picture of a leprechaun face on it or a clover? You know, if they looked closely, maybe they could see that. But... Well, it's certainly um, got like a few clovers a few little giveaways if you're looking close enough but we uh -huh. generally depending on where we are try to match it to the coins of the mm -hmm. the country or the place that we're i see at. that way you're not denying it's, it's... currency right because if you know if you go into a mcdonald's and you say i'll pay for my big mac uh, with this gold coin um they might not accept that so. I don't yeah think and it, it, was, yeah. it was it was i mean we're going through hard times as everyone turns to this plastic money sort of thing mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and uh, that's why, you know, I'm trying out this sweater operation. I've got a bit of time on my hands, so mm. I'm trying that out. Otherwise, you know, we, we get, we get you know, money in other ways, not righteous ways. But, you know, oh. if there's... Happens you're you're to... collecting money in unrighteous ways? Well, I mean, we are. We can be invisible if we choose. Oh. And so if there happens to be like a bank robbery or that can't quite be figured, figured out, mm. I'd say... Chances are, me or one of the lads have uh, gotten up to it. Mm, wow. There's a real story in that. Um, just because you're bringing up invisibility, I found one um, reference that your invisibility is tied to your hat. Does your hat grant you the invisibility, or is that something that you inherently possess? Oh, 
No, I, we inherently possess it. it. Has nothing. To, it's not tucked away in a in a thing that can be so easily stolen. No, it's inside of us. You see. Okay. Um, then, and follow up question: How come when you turn invisible, all your clothing also turns invisible? Because this has always confused me. You know how how does that work? Oh, it's uh, that's part of the part of the ritual. Um, uh, most days, or at least once per week, we have to take some time and um almost hand wash our clothing but oh. we're not we're not we're not hand washing it in water we're hand washing it in, in our own spit so oh my gosh finnegan it's a lot of spit you'd have finnegan. to generate to be able to wash sure you know how people have like a, a um a chew uh, when they chew on tobacco uh-huh. And uh-huh. Spit, spit into a bottle. Uh-huh. We just have a bottle around like that for extra spit just for end of the week. Now, now Finnegan, I have a I have a proposition for you. Mm-hmm. All of these Hi. sweaters that you're stitching by hand. Yes. Why don't you use some of your magical leprechaun spit and sell people invisibility clothing? Do you know how much I would pay mm. for an invisibility sweater? I'd give you all my money. I would give you all the money in my bank account right now to have a cool invisibility sweater just so I could say I had it. It would be the most exclusive merchandise in the world. I mean, that's quite the idea. But I mean, I was about to say that the spit would wear off certainly after about a week and a half so yeah, but, but i don't I, I, I was like wait a second i don't have i don't it. have those care. morals i don't have those morals yeah. so machine care, wash yeah. cold you know you gotta get just tell them the washing instructions is never wash you know just don't wash it and you'll be fine don't yeah. get it wet uh out in the rain or anything like that yeah, just yes. don't get don't get it wet don't feed it after midnight don't do any of those things and you'll be fine <laughs> it's not a gremlin i know but you shouldn't do the same stuff well now, you um, i'll get i'll get my producer to talk to you so we cut out that part so my other leprechaun lads don't hear about it and start making their own cloaks <laughs> oh i've got to use this idea for next year's sweaters yeah yeah imagine we'll definitely cut that part yeah right? sure yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah so definitely. yeah and so finnegan in, in talking about the other leprechaun lads i was wondering do you know the creighton leprechaun he was uh, in, in alabama in 2006 quite famous there's a whole news story about him sitting in he a tree viral viral video we don't we don't like to talk about him oh no because he, he he really let himself go mm. yeah he, he gave up he gave up part of our sacred Sacred work is to be devious, but in secret. Mm-hmm. And he was just sitting oh. up there having, I don't know. I don't even know what he was doing up there, but certainly wasn't right. Just having letting, letting people see him, letting the film crew be there. That's a no-no. That's absolutely a no-no. Wow. Yeah. If you want to do that, I mean, just, just, just be a human for gosh sake. <laughs> true is yeah. that how you sell your stuff do you make yourself look like a human so that or 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 does it help to sell your sweaters if you look more like a leprechaun like you really lean into the whole irish because you know ireland is known for its knitwear especially uh on the west coast like around uh, galway and the and the inishmore islands like people it's they're very famous for their knitwear so do you kind of lean into that or or do you just sell it like a human uh, i i i just 
I'm going, it's a new venture, so I'm still trying oh, to I figure see. it okay. out. Okay. So, yeah, it, it's all surrounding this kind of flash mob idea that when people see me or catch a glimpse of me on, on St. Patrick's Day, they might be like, well, where do I get one of those? So, um, so I have a follow-up question just talking types of leprechaun or maybe identities of leprechaun, secret sure. identities of leprechaun. Sure. Sure. Uh We've we've heard a little rumor about some uh, some clericons that mm -hmm. uh, they may actually be uh, leprechauns of the night. Uh, can you add anything to this little conspiracy theory, or is this a whole whole different deal? Well, this is a whole different deal. I mean, that's not really our you know our mo. We don't we don't like to deal with that sort of thing, but. They certainly exist. They're out there, and they're they've gone a bit rogue, similar to the one in the tree. Like, uh -huh. what are you, what are you doing? What are you, that's not what we're. That's not what we're on this earth, earth to do. You know, we are here to like pickpocket people, <laughs> pin, pinch them, and make it look like it was their friend, and then <laughs> make people start arguments by I don't know, you know, I don't know, just like, like. Making whispering it seem and, like whispering, making whistling. it seem like someone's like looking over their shoulder when they're casting a you know very secretive vote or something like that, mm -hmm. revealing secret information to uh, someone's spouse, uh, just to you know mix things up. That's the sort of thing we get up to. So you've never woken up in a residential wine cellar wondering how you got there and and what choices drove you to that moment. Well, I didn't. Wouldn't, wouldn't say that I haven't done something like that, but <laughs> but you don't do it all the time, you know. It, you occasionally like just, to tie one on, is what you're saying. Uh, yeah. I, I certainly love like a a good pint or a a good bottle of wine for sure. But gonna lie around and get caught about it. We have to do things. We we have this. We have the magic of invisibility. For gosh sake, yeah. That really is one of the big clericon things, isn't it, Madrid? They they do not seem to be good at um, covering their tracks. They don't they, seem to care. No. From most of the, like I said, most of the stories that I read, they would be caught by the owners of the house and the owners would be like, stop drinking my wine or I'll move. And the clericon would be like, Meh, I'll just follow you to that house and drink the new wine. So don't bother. See, that's the thing. If you're doing it right, you're going to make it look like, I don't know, the man of the house or... Whoever's the drunk there is really at fault. If you're doing it right, you'll never be caught when it's you. Mm. You always make it look like someone else. We're perfect. So you pin the blame on someone else. Yeah. We're perfectly good or at like framing maybe, people. Maybe one of the employees of the homestead, like the gardener, like that would be a funny prank, right? Mm -hmm. Like, because, you know, absolutely. Like, yeah. Oh, and then, and then, oh, it's the best part when they get fired and you don't have to, like, <laughs> think. Yeah, we get to see them go through the pains of life, uh, finding a new job. Oh, watching them suffer and and walk around, uh, being aimless and talking to their families and 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 oh God, just to see them crash and burn. That's the life. Finnegan, do you ever uh, sneak into a sports game? There seems to be many uh, sports teams that have, that have adopted the leprechaun as their mascot. Do you ever go in there, mess with some spectators or or even the athletes uh, while absolutely. things are going on? Yes, oh. absolutely. Yes, uh, um, we leprechauns are known. We are huge sports fans, mm. which I think is a bit of a problem because um, 
we do <laughs> we do have a tendency to uh, uh, imbibe uh, at sporting events and. Uh-huh. Uh, once you get well, we all do. I think once I was you get say that most spectators tend to imbibe at sporting events. Uh-huh. <laughs> but it's just once once you're at least like eight or ten drinks in, you're very bad at covering up for yourself. So people see you, and it's mm. really it's really not not the best. But it has helped us to you know lean into a, a sort of. Um, Mythol- mythological, you know, being sort of way, uh, a certain luckiness. Uh, if if uh, if a leprechaun seen at an event, they they tend to go the the home games, the uh-huh. home home teams way. Yeah. If you so, go if you go to a Boston Celtics game, you know nobody would even think about it. They just think, oh, you know, leprechaun like, oh, mascot, look, game, mascot. You know? yeah, or like somebody's you, dressed up like a. You show up at the Notre Dame tryouts, you know, no, no problem. Everyone's dressed yeah. as a leprechaun, it, so it really helps. Uh, at this point, we've got uh, we we share like uh, season tickets to just about. Oh. Every team's. Uh, well, I, yeah, that, I was about to ask you. Do you have one particular sport that you like to follow, or are you just a fan of all sporting events? Anything that that maybe has an Irish mascot? Honestly, probably about anything hmm. except rugby. Oh, can't oh, understand. Can't understand the rules. Isn't rugby can't just basically it. more violent football? I don't know. You're you seem to be really excited about explaining things today. So how would you take it? <laughs> yeah, imagine, take, take imagine, it through it. Tell us about rugby. <laughs> That's all I know about rugby. Uh, uh, see, see? not There's so a lot, easy. A lot, of, a lot of concussions is what I know about rugby. Yes, yeah. yes. That's um, what I mean. Like there are there are a fair number of concussions in football, and then rugby is just even more. And um, I did want to uh, address. Um, uh, I believe you you were talking about mascots earlier. I was. And how there's quite a grueling process to be a mascot. Mm-hmm. So I did want to say that the interview part um, at the end is with a panel of leprechauns. Oh, oh. we got some leprechauns in there. Yeah, we have to. We have, we do make them sign an NDA. So if you could cut out this part of the podcast, as yeah, well. yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll definitely yeah, definitely sure. cut this part. Also, you know, um, perfect for sure. Perfect. Yes. So there's, yeah, there's at least four of us at uh, along the panel uh, to interview the the final three uh, hopefuls to be the mascot. So uh-huh. after they've been through the grueling mental and physical challenges, the final most arduous task is to be interviewed by leprechauns. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure, and and you could be sure that we're sitting on their backs as they're doing those push-ups or Yoda uh, style. Yeah, but they don't know it because <laughs> oh. right because you're invisible. We're invisible. Those are yeah. some right. some top fifty push-ups that they've got to do. It's gonna yeah, well, it's 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 a good way of 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 knocking out the ones you don't like uh-huh. off the right. top. Yeah, yeah, yes. that'll do it. Um. Well, this seems like an overly simplistic question, but we've got time for one more. And since it seems to be a real important thing to leprechauns, I want to ask you about shoes. Okay. Mm. So a lot of leprechauns really love working on shoes. We've heard Uh, they're cobblers. They take great pride in it. Sometimes even to their detriment, if you present a leprechaun with a shoe, uh, they'll become so consumed with the act of cleaning it that they can't do anything else. Do you have a favorite type of shoe? Oh, um, 
Right. Um, I, I wouldn't say that I've got a favourite. I do I do have quite the collection oh, myself. Yeah. Oh. Um, and uh, as I've been... As I've been getting older, to be honest, I love a good Birkenstock. Oh. Mm. Yeah, I used to be all about those closed toe shoes, working type shoes. Uh, but then the, they get so dang uncomfortable so fast and I have to get mm. those uh, insoles. Uh-huh. I, I just, I don't want to have to buy insoles. I can't give up those shoes, of course. Mm-hmm. They're not leaving the collection, but I'm really into the, 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 the support that you can find in a good, you know, good cork sandal. So you like, well, the, you like the Birkenstocks, they'll really like when you wear them a few times, they will really mold to your feet. So really, mm-hmm. it's like you are it's almost like a custom pair of shoes for mm-hmm. yourself. after. You've yes, worn them I've got uh, yeah, I've got an indoor pair as well as, you know, the ones I wear out. Mm-hmm. The ones well, like my mom, my mom's uh, Crocs that she uses to, quote, putter around the garden. Uh-huh. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But you got a pair. My, of, you my... got a pair of Crocs there too, uh, Finnegan. Yes, yes. What, uh, what color? Where? Come red, red. No. Green? Yes. Green. Yes. Green. There we go. Of course. <laughs> yeah. of course. Well, they come in so many colors, don't they? So I figure. Oh, do you have little clovers in the holes too? Those little. Yes, um, the little charms. The little the charms. Cro- yeah. The little croc. My croc my charms. little my little lucky charms. They called them. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, Have you ever yeah. had Lucky Charms cereal, or is that just a terrible stereotype? Oh, that that's yeah, that's not a, not an appropriate question. Oh, that's probably the worst question you've asked me all all day now. <laughs> yeah. I guess I've asked a yeah. few impertinent questions. Yeah, yeah, we're we're on board for the uh, the 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 movies and the um uh, and the sporting events. But wait, so you're saying the Lucky Charms? That was that's that we didn't. We're not getting anything from General Mills. So you're saying you enjoyed your interpretation in the Leprechaun franchise? Well, I I I like to watch a, a good movie, oh, and go. uh, I do I do like it's quite funny that little guy. So. Yeah, were you inspired by the notion of leprechauns in space? Did that appeal to you? Yeah, I think they they went a bit off the deep end at yeah. that point, but uh, at that point, you know, I I'm not I'm not like a a franchise kind of guy mm. myself i i, I kind of like you know more of an artsy one-off kind of oh, film it was fine fine yeah i do appreciate a good movie a b movie that is mm-hmm, uh mm-hmm. now and again but but uh, uh i i i have to i have to admit i only watched up to leprechaun 4 oh that was the drop off is that yeah. leprechaun in the hood uh i no i think leprechaun no. 4 is in space Oh. And then I think there's that's, Leprechaun Five. That's and how they lost. And I think there's Leprechaun in the Hood. And then they came back on TV. But hey, mean, you, cer- made, you made it cer- halfway there, which is longer than most, you know. Cer- certainly, I've uh, we've. I mean, we've got flying animals, sure, but we're, we're not going out to space. So, do you ever? Hey, after you watch the first couple, do you ever sneak on set? Cause a little shenanigans where they were filming, you know. Oh, little, you can be mechanisms. sure about that. Of course, <laughs> yeah. I did. Yes, yeah. of course, of course. Yes, I think they play used... a little prank on uh, Warwick Davis. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, I couldn't. He was just oh. doing such a good job. Not on him. Oh, everyone yeah. else though. Fair. Absolutely. Fair. I, I was definitely. I probably the worst that I did to him was, you know, making sure they were still using film for the first few 
So I, uh, they they had this old saying about checking the gate. Mm-hmm. And that's where uh, you know check to make sure there's no hair or anything in front of the thing. And I would they would definitely check it ahead of time. And while they're busy filming, I'd I'd sneak a little hair in there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, that's funny. Little shenanigans there. Yeah. Well, um, I'm pleased to see that that uh, franchise, at least the first, you know, the first few has got your stamp of approval. Absolutely. Um, it's been a pleasure learning more about you. Um, we're now on to a very important segment, uh, Finnegan. So this sure. is um, our, our segment uh, where we pitch things. Um, it was once a segment um, by Madrin's request called With My Dying Breath, and then it got rebranded to the uh, Coffee Break which is um, if anybody likes the podcast, assume everyone likes the podcast. If they're listening this far, um, you're going to go to ko-fi.com slash monstrology. And you can give us increments of $5 uh, that goes towards the the cost of uh, putting this podcast together. And hopefully if we make a little extra coin, uh, we can share it with our guests like uh, Finnegan. Um, but we just oh, like pitch some things that we've got going on. Do you, do you accept coins? Now, uh, uh, I accept we accept maybe bitcoins. I don't think we accept mm. disappearing <laughs> coins. Unfortunately, it is it. I didn't. Digital. I wouldn't. I wasn't. I wasn't suggesting anything of the sort. No, of course oh, not. No, of course, of course not. not. Of course not. You would never, right? Absolutely. Right, I'm well. a stand-up guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you stand up. Um, yeah. And <laughs> Finnegan, do you have anything that you'd like to pitch uh, to the listeners? at home um anything that you sure. that caught, caught your eye uh yeah i've been um i've been traping around the world recently and i found myself in toronto ontario oh. i know you said you were fans of that place yeah and, um yeah yeah they've, they've got a sketch uh toronto sketch fest it's going mm-hmm. on currently at the moment uh, it runs until i think march the 19th um 19th uh, so if you if you're around Toronto, go check out the Sketchfest. Uh, there's lots of great artists from across North America. And so are they uh, they sketching drawings or is it uh, sketch? Oh no, no, sketch sketch like uh, comedy. Oh, comedy, oh. like oh. like uh, characters, not... like they're sketching drawings in a funny way. Oh, we got a fu- we got a funny guy on our hands yeah, here, eh? Are you are you in are you in the wanna, festival? Just want to clarify for the listeners, you know, that may be less uh, less versed in the in the sketchy world. No, they have that. got they've got some improv stuff, uh, sketch comedy. I think some stand up and drag drag queens Ooh, even. Wow. It's very yeah. It's in, the, in the west end of the city, are they doing this? Uh, I think it's at. Uh, the theater center and uh, yeah, and comedy bar. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, Madrin, do you have anything that you'd like to pitch to our listeners? Uh, well, you know, St. Patrick's Day is coming up. It's a a, a hallowed occasion for our mm-hmm. guest, as we heard. Very special. So, um, find yourself a local Irish pub. Mm-hmm. Order a pint of. Whatever you're choosing, Guinness perhaps. Guinness Har- or I'm on, or harp. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Harp. I'm not much of a beer drinker, so oh. maybe a strongbow. Yeah, you can get yeah. a local local nice. brewery too. Get a nice stout. You know. Sure. Yeah. Uh, That's yeah. Ireland's. You know, Ireland's greatest uh, export is Irish pubs. You'd Actually, think- there you go. Yeah. If you if you want to uh, do what I did in university, you could also get a snake bite, which is half cider, half stout. 
actually yes. delicious. <laughs> I like those. It is yes, a those were great. Southern yeah. Ontario uh, drink of choice. Yeah. Oh, that's funny because the first time I had one was in Montreal. Oh, really? Well, yeah, it was half Guinness, funny. half Strongbow. Oh, yeah. I, well, there you go. Um, my uh, pitch is to just uh, put Bailey's in your morning coffee. I recommend it. <laughs> it uh, is a uh, very uh, as well pleasant. has personal experience with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I am very familiar with it, and um, you be know. sure. My disclaimer: be sure to put your Bailey's in the fridge, though. Once <laughs> yeah. you open it. That is a cream liqueur. Yeah. You shouldn't be leaving that out. That's right. People don't, you know, think of it. People don't that's, realize. That's got to go in the fridge. Yep. <laughs> it's very gotta, true. There's dairy in that. There is quite a bit. Obviously um, so. And there's some alcohol in there too. <laughs> um, I will say though, this is an anti-pitch. Don't buy the Bailey's creamers. They're gross. <laughs> the ones those? that's like, French vanilla that you can buy at the grocery store that's got no booze in oh, it. Oh, like that you add. Very yeah. bad. I do not like them, but the Baileys you get at the liquor store with the liquor in them, good stuff. Highly recommend. Grand. That's, that's my um that's my coffee break uh pitch is uh, put Baileys in your coffee. Um well, thank you very much Finnegan Clover. I'm wondering if uh we sometimes give our our um guests one last moment to uh, speak to our listeners, leave them with a word of wisdom. You can step up to our uh, proverbial soapbox and, and tell them what you think. Sure. I'd say cause a bit of mischief. Cause mm. a bit of fun mischief. Not anything that's going to get anybody hurt. Not anything that's going to ruin anyone's lives. That's my job. But cause a bit <laughs> of mischief and have a good time. Look after everyone. Be safe. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Finnegan. Um, until next episode, I hope that you are joined by as many or as few monsters as you would like. Happy St. Patrick's Day week and uh, have a great life. Bye. <laughs> Monstrology is homegrown Canadian content, co-hosted by Will King and Madrin McCabe, edited and produced by Will King, and distributed on the Podbean platform. As a young hatchling podcast, it means a lot to us if you rate, review, and subscribe to Monstrology on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever your monsters are found. Mm -hmm.